Today on the podcast, I'm going deep with my friend, Peter Polly. Pete has been on a personal journey for most of his life, facing his fears and anxieties that have been holding him back from reaching his full potential. This has allowed him to increase his self-worth, confidence, and find his true purpose whilst building amazing relationships. Pete has a desire to help others make real change in their lives, which has birthed the perfect partner program, as well as his free ebook, 10 Dating Myths Busted, and what to do about it. We both shared a lot of insights into our own relationships and what we've learned in the field we call life. I'm certain you'll get something to apply to your own life on this podcast. Without further ado, please welcome the man himself, Peter Polly. You're now about to go deep with Dan Good. Here we go. Pete, how Dan, you doing, my man? Good, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. So what have you been up to? Looking like you've been pretty busy lately? Yeah, really sort of, you know, dive straight into the personal development as hard as I could, especially the past year since we saw each other. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a while. while. Yeah, getting a random call today. Oh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> last minute call. Yeah. Do you want to come on the podcast? Out of the blue, but this is the stuff that really motivates and inspires me and, you know, I thought this is a great opportunity to talk because we normally our deepest talks at the gym oh man at the gym <laughs> wasting time between sets yeah more like you come in for your workout i'm halfway through and then it takes an hour later and uh we, we start training again exactly all that time <laughs> i came in with with my partner allison and i started talking to you for 40 minutes and went home that's right she worked out right and <laughs> yeah. you just uh just worked out the biggest muscle in your body right yeah exactly the, the, mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the best best session i've had hey it's, it's what i'm good at as well man yeah obviously that's what birthed the podcast yeah i love it i love the setup it's it's really cool to be here actually yeah man it's good to have you here thank you so yeah you've been working on your personal development i know you've yeah. uh, created something recently yeah, the Perfect Partner Program. So this has really stemmed from, I would say, the past five years of heavy personal development I've been involved in. And it kind of came to me one day when I was watching um, one of my coaches. Uh, I was just watching a video of his and it kind of hit me. I thought, well, I seem to really compile a lot of information around dating and relationships, but why don't I put something together that could really help people? Because it's something I struggled with for many, many years, probably through my teens and my 20s in terms yeah. of having the self-worth and self-confidence to talk to someone I was interested in or yeah. even, you know, having the tools and resources available to overcome certain things and, and certain issues in my mindset. And so I kind of just thought, well, it's time that we put something together. I put something that's a bit more practical, that's grounded, instead of just telling people, oh, you just push through your fears, just get over it, you'll be fine. That's sort of the advice I was given. Um, and also understanding that working on yourself first is the most powerful thing you could do to attract someone special when previously it was always trying to find something external that would solve the problem. Yeah. You know, like getting the better clothes or getting a haircut or whatever, which all does help, by the way. Yeah, but yeah of course. When you've got you're, to have style, right? You've got to have some style. <laughs> you can't just like wear, you know, crap clothes and go out to a cool, you know, go out and hope it's going to work out for you. But, um, yeah, so I just thought it was um, critical to put some of my, my my deeper learnings around patterns and why people repeat patterns and where the fears and anxieties come from and why do we even have those things that hold us back and um, what can we do practically, literally by sitting down and, you know, going column A, B, C, D or whatever it is and working through that, yep. you know, and these are, these are things that really, really work because I've been using them for years and years and years. It's just it requires a different mindset approach to how you usually encounter problems. Yeah. 
normally, like I said, people would just be like, oh, just overcome it or push through it. Or it's no, it's no, there's a reason why that anxiety exists. And why these things happen, yeah. Exactly, yeah. It's a learning. And a lot of the times that we encounter sort of the same people in our lives, especially with patterns, they are there to teach us something. As of cheesy course, as that yeah. sounds, it, they are there to, sh- to show us something about ourselves that we're not willing to recognize or that we need to, to flesh out, even yep. if it's something from our past with our mum and dad. Yeah, it's always a painful thing to try and flesh that yeah. out and it's hard to confront it. It's easy to just say, oh, it'll go away or look at the negatives in the situation that just end up coming up and rearing its ugly head later on down the track. Exactly. Yeah. Not focusing on the negative is probably one of the first things to literally just change the question and go, what are the benefits of that? Yeah. What did I gain from that? What can I learn from this situation yes. to build better for the next time and I won't make that mistake again? Exactly. What yeah. are the learnings? Yeah. You know, that's sort of in a way – one of the very first processes I'll take people through and also getting just comfortable being single. I yeah. had a real problem with that yeah. and no one had even come up to me and said, the fact that you have so much anxiety over being single is pushing people away. And okay. That needy energy, that desperation is yeah. causing the opposite effect. Yes. You know, so I get people through a process and through a module, I just explain that getting comfortable, seeing the value of being single is what I call that particular module and um, being comfortable with yourself and yeah. being alone and really mm. embracing that. Absolutely. And yeah. seeing how the goals you currently have and the things you want to achieve, how being single actually serves that. It doesn't detract from it. Yeah. You know, the idea that you can get value within yourself, you don't have to have someone to get value from. You don't need to be with someone to have that completeness as people put it you know yeah what I mean? it's it's a it's a big thing isn't it because you yeah. see people get into relationships and things like this and they really don't last long at all which is yeah. obviously birthing the perfect partners yeah formula but um you see and it, yeah it doesn't last and it's like they're looking for certain they blame certain things you know when really you got to look within yourself and things that you're doing wrong and maybe that you're not you know, that, that comfortable comfortability with being alone, like you say, is something that you have yep. to come to terms with and really be confident at doing. And then it's just something that you attract afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like that's a, it's a very attractive quality in someone that's com- confident and comfortable with being in their own skin. Yes. It tends to attract people, which, Hey, I didn't learn that straight away either. <laughs> you know, learned yeah. that through a lot of mistakes as you, as you pointed out earlier. Absolutely. You've yeah. had patterns, haven't you? Oh, You've seen yeah. repeating patterns. Oh yeah, we, for we... sure. For sure. And I, and I really realized that, um, you know, it's that thing, uh, like it, it attracts certain people that there was the ones that I, you know, like ladies that are, you know, dating or what have you. And I wasn't so like, oh my God about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was great. You know, like you love the connection, love being with someone, for obvious things, you know, sexual yeah. relationships, things like that. But then it's like, it needs that little bit more. And the ones that I found that I came across, which I often spoke to you about, every time I seen you, there was another story. <laughs> was about just, I just knew it had a break for dis- it. We'd dissect it, you know. And um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a couple of friends I do that with, you know, but uh, you, you help each other, you got each other's you backs. Do. But um, yeah. yeah, like the ones that I really liked, I'm like, oh my God, like I like this one, you know, like this mm-hmm. is the one. And then you end up just pushing them away because of somewhat of that needy energy or yeah. They know that they've definitely got you around their finger, what have you. You know, there's certain ways with it, and and it ends up pushing them away. You know, and you got to let people have, you know, have time, have space. The, the affection grows stronger, you know, and it brings them in until you eventually, you know, yeah. open them up, and you know, absolutely, things go down. And uh, I, I just want to touch on that early stage of a relationship, <laughs> the, the infatuation, save the honeymoon yes, period, yes, yes, because what ultimately that is is you're seeing just the good in the person. You overlook a lot of the bad, okay, and 
you'll, some people will say, uh, oh, I'm dating someone new and go, oh, okay, what's, what don't you like about them? Nothing. I love everything. <laughs> and I love the way You're they chew. infatuated with the, the positive <laughs> things. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, there's, there's over 4,600 traits on the, in the Oxford Dictionary. Whew. Okay. And we have every single one of them. And yep. the, the point of that is when you see someone in there, loving and sweet and caring and nice and beautiful and all these things in that first few months, they, they have the exact opposite as well in their personality. You're just not willing to see it or you haven't seen it yet. And that's what infatuation is. You just think somebody's all good, no bad. Yeah. It's not the truth whatsoever. And also there is a drawback to being so infatuated, you know, like for example, you might lose yourself in a relationship, which I think you may have had that happen where you kind of realize you're not being yourself anymore and you're sacrificing yourself a little bit for yeah. someone. Oh, and that's not just like a sexual relationship or anything. Like with friends, I think I've, I've felt that before as well. Um, like giving way too much to it and it's not, you know, mm-hmm. the given, given, uh, even flow, you know, like give, giving back as much as you put in, you know, and, and you, and you realize that later on, like when you're always putting yourself out there for someone and it's not exactly returned in the same favor, then you start to really realize who your real friends are and the people you want to be around, you know, but I think that comes with age and experience as well as learning all that. hundred yeah. percent. You can judge by that, how much they value you because you're putting in this certain amount of work. Yep. You're seeing it's not coming back. You're not getting a fair exchange for your time and for your effort. And maybe you value them more than they value you or maybe you feel you're getting something out of the relationship that then they're not. Do you know what I mean? There's basically there's an imbalance of power almost yeah, in that and, situation. And that's when you can consciously pull back and pull back your energy and you see if they start trying to contact you, you know, you can apply that with friendship and with, um, with dating as well, because I, I know that one, the old takeaway or the, you know, pull yeah. back and just, you know, see how much the attraction is there. Yeah. Um, and how much they, they miss your energy, you know, being around yourself and what you do. And then, you know, it obviously gets people a chance to miss you. And then, you know, yeah. whether that affection uh, grows a different level or it just subsides and then you don't really hear from them again. And you know, well, that wasn't meant to be. Absolutely. And sometimes you just got to let those things go. <laughs> you do. And then talk about them yeah. with your gym bros. Yeah, that's, you know? that's the one. Yeah. I will say gym that. therapy. Yeah. <laughs> the, what, what you just said is a hundred percent correct. And that is one thing that I really learned recently was people can come into your life and then leave after three weeks, three months, a year. And it's best not to judge that. It's best to see what you took away from that relationship. Yeah. And it's, I know it's easier said than done later down the line, but you, have you, you've met people who have gone, oh, you know, that had a really tough relationship, but geez, geez I learned so much from that person. Or just, yeah. I'm so glad I had that experience yeah. with yeah. them. And getting that, understanding that there's two things at play here. You can have things from your past that might be affecting who you're attracting and that's why you keep attracting the same type of people because yep. you've got to work through things, you know, from your from past relationships or mum and dad and things like that. Or you just have people coming in and out and in and out to teach you things. And I think awareness is huge in, in personal development. It's not just about this practicality, the, the workbooks that I've created and the workbooks that are available out there. It's about being aware of what's going on so you can then delve in and, and, and sort of work through it yep. instead of being sort of oblivious going, why do I just keep attracting the same thing over and over? And it's, it's so unfair just and just re- blaming. Repeat those patterns. Yeah. That, that's something that I think most people do is they just constantly repeat it. And like you just said, then you're attracting the same people, the same females or the same male, what have you. Absolutely. And 
yeah, that's a trap that I think everybody's fallen into at some point or still revolving that revolving door of, of those feelings. But, um, I think it also comes with, uh, one, it's hard for people to look at themselves, um, objectively, I guess, um, and be really vulnerable, you know, most people and especially a lot of males as well, will find that, um, being vulnerable, they see it as a weakness when really it's a, it's the biggest strength of all that's, being able yeah. to delve in within yourself and, and putting it out there and talking to people or talking to your partner or what have you and talking through things rather than just shoving it down you know deep within and then it rears its ugly head at some point and it's obvious it's generally a lot more aggressive than what it should be you know and then you however you relieve that and that comes out and then you you realize later down the track that you're like oh man i really screwed that up you know like yeah. i had to talk through this and then you try again try to connect and it's just like it's just you know you've probably played your cards you know absolutely when you suppress things they come out in other forms oh yeah and you'll find yourself in strong emotional imbalances so you'll have the highs highest highs and the lowest lows and so people you know you, i guess you could call that bipolar to a degree you know bipolar is just going from positive to negative yeah. all the time yeah. that's you know, that's how I sort of say, say it or use that term. But one of the most powerful things you can do is, like you said, flesh things out and work through them because I'm a very practical person, as you know. I love the idea of going back and fleshing things out from my childhood or from past relationships and just going, let's just put it on the table. What is it that I'm holding on to? What am I, what keeps triggering me over and over and over yeah. specifically? And let's let's get through it. So I don't want it to run me anymore because these things run your life. Oh yeah, right. And you make decisions on your on, throughout your your day and your and your your weeks based on all these past things that keep sort of chipping at you. And I think that's a huge waste of time and space in your mind when you could be focusing on such larger things like yeah. big goals you want to achieve. Exactly, and that's you know? something, um, especially for males, uh, to have a purpose. You oh. know, to have something that you're striving for rather than just. And, I, and I've been guilty of it. You know, like I've always had that, but. It's um, when when a female comes around or, you know, whatever your partner is, but in my case, you know, a female and you're really attracted to them and all of a sudden I've been guilty of, especially when I was younger, like you drop everything and you just start being infatuated by that thing, you know, and then when it goes away, what are you left? You're standing there with your dick in your hand, <laughs> pardon for a better term, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, oh, my God, what happened, you know, and – yeah, that's something that you really uh, you, you have to look at, and yeah, yeah, that's losing yourself. That's what we yes, touched on before. Yes. So losing yourself, purpose yourself. and drive is is, yes. a, is a core ingredient. I think for anybody, you know, male or female, but um, I know you know speaking from a male point is um, it's it's very important, and it's also a very attractive quality too. And someone um, they're attracted to you know that drive. You're like, look, that's a man got the hustle on. You know, going for it, really achieving goals. You know, and and. And th that's an awesome thing, you know, look what I've done, you know, from this this year to this year, you know, you're constantly growing and having those goals and having those obtainable goals as well, not just always that big end picture, but you have those little goals along the way. And then you, you, you look back, you're like, wow, I've really gone somewhere this year, you know, with what I've been doing, you know, it may be month to month, week to week, day to day goals, but they're little achievable goals, which is something I know you've touched on with the uh, what is what's the method that oh, we were the talking Martini about? The Martini method. Yeah, method. yeah, yeah, which is which is really um really has a lot of that going on. And there he goes. So I guys got it up on the Dean Google there. method. I mean, so it's a uh, really one thousand uses. It's absolutely true. It's the most powerful method I've ever seen um, in all of my my sort of exposure to personal development. Yeah, it is a very intensive tool. It is um, you put in the work 
and the work will work yeah. is what, what he says, you know. <laughs> okay. So you, you really, you sit down and you work and you answer questions 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 times if you have to. And it's really rebalancing your perceptions in what's occurred in your life. So you will label something as bad, okay? The reality is it's neither good or bad. Yeah. And I know that a lot of people will jump up and down when I say that because they're like, but this person hit me and this person did that and this person did that. That is a one-sided awareness. And yeah, I know it's tough yeah. to sort of some people to hear that. I get it. It's, it's quite polarizing to say that. But I've gone in and really found moments in my life where, yeah, I have been, you know, beaten by a parent or I have been screamed at or I have lost a job. And where it seems to be bad, you go in and you find the good in a way and and you go what are the benefits of that occurring or if it happened the way i wished it happened what would the drawbacks have been yeah. so you can sort of see that if it happened the way you wished it happened the fantasy way that's not great either but going back to to planning and purpose you you couldn't have been more correct having a purpose that inspires you and motivates you your unique life's purpose is got a, in my program i say it's the number one way to become more attractive to whoever you want to date yeah. is finding the purpose, creating a plan, empowering all the areas of your life. So Martini talks about the seven areas of life. Yeah. And if you can go in and figure out what you want to specifically accomplish in all those areas and break them down into yearly, quarterly goals. So I do currently do quarterly goals, which are then broken down into monthly. Yeah. And those monthly are broken down into weekly most of the time okay. when I can. And I went back and looked last into last year's goals and I actually, I, I couldn't believe how many things I achieved. And it was just because yeah. I really wrote them all out at the start of the year. Yeah. I was like, I want to do this, this and this. So are you, are you avidly going back to your list and actually looking at what you've done at a certain point or do you find that kind of halts your progress so you just keep smashing it out and all of a sudden you look back and, you know, a few weeks or months time and you say, oh, wow, I did really achieve all that or are you keeping yourself quite honest with what you're looking at to keep you on track? I, I, I like to look at it as often as possible. I'm not going to sit here and say I do it every day. At yeah. least once a week I'll yeah. go into my yearly planner and I'll say, okay, so these are the major goals I set for the quarter where am I at with that? And I've yeah. got personal development goals I want to do. I've got financial goals I want to hit and things like that. And it sort of, for me, it actually just pushes me along instead of going, well, I've written them out day one of 2020. I'll see you at the end of 2020. You know, it's just, you'll forget sometimes yeah. and, and you won't have accountability because who's really going to keep you accountable to achieve your own goals? You have to keep yourself yeah. accountable always. No you no can't depend on someone else to do that because that's yeah. just, once again, putting your energy into someone else and hoping that they're going to keep you on track, which never really works unless you've got a coach that, you know, beats it into you all the time and not literally, I mean. But, yeah. um, <laughs> probably, yeah. probably not the most productive way no, to get no, results no, out of someone. It probably wasn't the best way to say it, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but okay, you know what? It's it's an option. I, I see a lot of people who are almost a little bit hesitant to put money into personal development, especially coaching. I've had hundreds of hours of coaching because I want to find people who have done more, achieved more. You know, guys like Dr. John Martini and a few of the other personal coaches I've engaged, I like to explore that and and, and pay for these people and, and get their time yeah. and find out what have you done that's 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 different like why why have you accomplished that and why am I not there yet like give me the information yeah so that's something I've really explored probably the past four five even five years you know I've gone through numerous coaches and there's one at the moment that we worked closely together I don't actually ever want to stop getting coached to be honest I mean there's always gonna be someone with more results yeah has to be you know, so, and books, I know books are a great entryway. You start with books and audio books and seminars and things like that. And then mm. you can delve into coaching if it interests you. Yeah. I've you found audio books are oh, just 
yeah, phenomenal. Um, it's definitely like one around that, uh, what we're speaking about now, relationships, uh, finding your own purpose, you know, overall understanding yourself and where, where you sit within yourself um, and being honest with yourself about how, you know, like you've approached, uh, approached relationships and things like that in the past. And that's a uh, Corey Wayne, 3% man. And I think oh, I, I said something to you about that a while ago, but yeah. um, a friend recommended that to me um, a couple of years back after, you know, certain things go down with, uh, <laughs> you know, well, yeah, yeah. I think I've spoken <laughs> to you about it before, but that was a real wake up call for me. And I was like, cause I was just like, you know, like I'm, I can see these patterns, you know, I know I'm getting better, but I could, there's these repetitive patterns that I keep seeing and, and something's, I got to change something because it keeps happening every time I find said female that I'm really, really interested in. And then I end up pushing them away a little bit or something yeah. along those lines. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? You know, and he finally, I wish he goddamn told me this <laughs> like years before <laughs> the occasion. Cause we used to have these chats like you and oh, I have yeah. all the time. A really, really good friend of mine, one of my best mates. And, um, but he referred me to that and yeah, that was, that was quite life changing, I would say. And then I in turn referred other people to it that have been just as thankful as I was. And I think that's the whole idea of it. Here we go. <laughs> Side guy grinning away there. Side guy loving the book. Oh man, I'm, several people, but that's the thing that you find it and they're interested in it for about five seconds, but mm -hmm. you really realize the people that are interested in self-development like you, like me, and like so I go here is that they take it on board straight away, you know, and they're deep in it. And then they're saying things to you and you're having these conversations about it and you're really learning from each other as well. Yes. Um, but yeah, I found that one very good. Um, I know you can get the free audio book on Audible, you know, because you get, you know, a certain one free first when you sign up, but um, that one's been great. But um, I don't know, have you looked at that at all? Or I, I, Got it after we spoke about it. Okay. Probably read the first realistically half of it. Didn't I had no I had read a lot of similar stuff back when I was 22, yeah. 23. Okay. Yeah, I think there's okay. a few going around, obviously, yeah. with self so everyone's a self-development <laughs> guru these days, yeah. a life coach. But he was very focused, obviously, on you know, doing the right things to attract someone and becoming yeah. sort of a confident man, yeah. for, you know, becoming more uh, kind of empowering that alpha yeah, state of yourself. Yeah, finding your own energy, you know, and set. Yeah, it's, it's definitely driven more towards the sort of alpha male masculine energy, you know, um, things like that, but also understanding the feminine energy yeah. and, you know, the relationships and things like that and what you're trying to attract. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I will say it starts off at first at, at start, I was like, this is a little misogynistic. It felt like, you know, oh, yeah. just slightly a little bit, but you give it time and you understand, you know, from a standpoint of looking back in this, like, not judging it, you know, yeah. and things like that. And you, you can get a lot from it, but so you've created your own perfect partners, perfect partner <laughs> program. <laughs> the Triple P, P. The PPP. Yeah. By PP. That's right. There you go. Life-changing steps to attract your perfect partner. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's so interesting when you get in and develop a, a program, because like I said, every time, every time Dick and Harry is launching a, a, a product, you know, yeah. and it, it's, it's, of course it's difficult, but the fact that I felt inspired to do it and I thought, We'll just see where it goes. But I'm at the very early stages in sort of developing the name, my name, and getting my myself really 
out there and that yeah. takes time. That take, can take two years. It's hard these days because you know? like, like you say, there's a lot of content out there. There's a lot of people trying to do these things. Look at that handsome devil right yeah. there. Not, f- not Photoshop, by the way. <laughs> genuine, genuine profile. Just all genuine, no filters. No there filters, you go, you Instagram hacks. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for you to unleash your dating potential. Yeah. I like it. I, I've, I've read up a bit on it. Um, okay, great. I still need to do more, but I felt for this, um, you know, from someone coming into this and listening to the podcast for the first time, I can ask you a lot of questions, you know, that I would be as a, as a willing participant in the program and interested in it. So if you give us a basic rundown on what's, how it's structured and, and what, what you can get from it. And absolutely. I, the overall structure is some modules are me speaking to the camera, just giving you knowledge. And I've also brought on board Georgia Monea. She's a mindset specialist and a self-empowerment coach and also a qualified Martini facilitator. Um, and there are modules where her and I will sit and speak about things around patterns and getting over the X's, how to get over X's, how that is so empowering, cutting that connection, that, uh, that energetic tie. Um, there are modules that are very practical based where in one I get people to acknowledge what fears they have. And I mean fears from the very beginning, even before you approach someone, which are the fears I encountered as a guy, fear of being rejected, fear of someone laughing at you, fear of being insulted, all of these things, right through to actual relationship fears of fears of being hurt, fear of being- Being the main one that's probably the uh, antagonist to most of those things, yeah. Exactly. And you go through and list all those out. There is then a process you go through to- Conquer the fears, eliminate the fears, dissolve them, or whatever you want or whatever word doesn't really matter. But at the end of it, you don't have that anxiety when you're put in a situation that normally triggers you. It's it's gone, it's completely gone. So I've I had to use that process to release the program okay. because I had so many fears around releasing. I had oh yeah yeah severe yeah. I anxiety. Can understand that yeah you yeah. know being yeah. seen, putting myself out there, coming out of obscurity as as one of my coaches once. Yeah, you're a not a huge time. social media guy. <laughs> no, so yeah, yeah. No, it was a, it was a shock to me. Yeah, you know, and to go okay, I'm going to put this out there. There's going to be hate because there has to be for every person that likes you. There is a hater, hundred percent. Is just the way it works. It's that yin and yang effect, the balance. Exactly, yeah. the perfect balance, perfect order. But as I think maybe Grant Cardone said, or it was maybe Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary Vaynerchuk, I think, believe he said, "Go and get your first ten haters." Because if you get your first ten haters, you have your first ten followers. Exactly, man. I, I was talking about that on the podcast, uh, the first one I did with oh, Anissa. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just like, oh, we know, you know, as long as you watch him, doesn't really matter. You can hate all you want but yeah. at least it's another view onto the count you know it's more eyes on the thing they're talking about it even if they're hating about it other people are hearing it they'll go check it out for themselves exactly you know? i'd rather them talk about it hate on it than just than being in, not watching it being all, in a right? room in my or being in my unit just kind of wishing i had something out there for people yeah. to yep. talk about but yep. the thing for me was i got to a turning point where it was more important that i created something to help people because for a long while there if i was to be honest with you i didn't really care about creating something to help people you know i didn't really see the value in why why would i go out there and create this for someone else i've spent 5 years collating this information i've spent you know tens of thousands of dollars yeah. blah, blah. but then it really got to a point where i was just like but what a what a what is the value in helping people and i actually sat down and really thought about it and got to a point where i it really got to me. I know it sounds odd, but I, re- I just said, if I'm not going to care about people enough to help them, I'm just going to stay 
in obscurity forever yeah. and I'll never release anything. Yeah. And so when I, when I built this, I always at the forefront was like, is this going to help people? Is this going to really like get people to the next step? Like, I don't want them to just do it. Like, you know, how many times have you bought a course? I know I have I seriously spent money on, on good money on courses and just did sort of did them, but some of them didn't even finish them. Yeah. I don't really want people, f- you know, to do that with this. I want them to go through and go through the process and at the end be like, Hey, this literally changed my energy. Like I have either found someone or I now realize why I do certain things when I go, yeah. go and, you know, go on dates or why I have a certain mindset around dating. Cause I talk about fantasies a lot. Cause when we were young, a lot of our parents, grandparents, whatever, they inject these really crazy fantasies. Like you're going to marry the first person you meet. You're going to yeah. live forever, happily ever after. Which and how all. it was back in the day, you know, or how you look on a Disney movie or most movies these days with, well, forever it's been that, yeah. you know, perfect thing with the guy next door and the girl next door, you know, and like the, the, liked each other from afar. Yeah. And then eventually <laughs> yeah. he makes a move or she does it, <laughs> you yep. know, like it's and yeah. perfect. Together. Yeah. And, and it's hard because that, you can learn a lot of good things from movies on a lot of aspects, you know, in general. And I know I personally have, you know, whether they come great in real life or not, but uh, <laughs> there's been some things really around like relationships and the guy, girl energy or guy, guy, girl, girl, whatever you want to, you know, whatever yeah. your, um, your flavor is. is. Yeah. Your yeah. flavor. Yeah. Um, and it's, generally creating a false perception a lot of the times because there is general aspects and things like that in movies where it's just not the way it is in real life. No. It's perfect that it hits those those notes, you the know, feels. and it gets the people in, you know, because they see themselves in these characters, which is what movies are great at doing and good acting and everything. Um, but that's, yeah, like I say, it's not necessarily the way it is in real life, you know. You find that out the hard way if you're outside – someone's window and you're throwing little people stones and just come down, come down. Exactly. Then the cops come. <laughs> <laughs> you up in jail yeah, for love. Stalking. That's what it's called. It's called but, uh, you yeah. don't do anything for love, Dan. <laughs> I've never done that. Well, Even if it's holding actually, a boombox. Actually, I have done weird things yeah. like that before. <laughs> so most of the work, but. To uh, be honest, you, you should just be doing podcasts talking about your dating life and your past. Oh my God. You do I like, don't know if you that's going to be You do a 30-hour podcast. I could, I could do it by myself. You I do. don't know if anyone's going to watch <laughs> it. They'll be laughing their ass off at it. But uh, yeah. Good stories in there though. Oh man, oh, oh man, I got some, stories. You know, you know, I got stories. There's some really crazy stories, you know. Yeah. And I, I think with uh, fantasies, especially um, things like you know, I will meet the first person and, and marry them, and and um, dating is easy, and um, relationships are easy, and and it gets people so disillusioned at the moment they meet someone who challenges them. And by the way, we're supposed to meet people who challenge us so we can grow, That's, and it brings the best out in you, the best and out vice versa. Exactly. Yeah. Instead of embracing that and going, oh, what's that person here to teach me? You know, this this could be a growth experience. Like, oh, this is hard, see ya. No, no, because what you're looking for is impossible. It doesn't exist. Uh, could you imagine if you if you were with someone, always sweet, always nice, always this, always always lovely, you'd be bored out of your brain. Oh, yeah. Right? You wouldn't want any of that. Oh, no, I, lo- I love you want to be challenge. challenged. Yeah, you I love to be challenge. challenged in life and especially exactly. by a female partner, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but too much challenge leads to burnout. Okay. So you want to, you want to balance it both. Yeah. Because as Alison and I always talk, because she's into personal development as well. Alison, my partner, if I haven't mentioned that, (laughs) Um, we are aware of what's going on in the dynamic because of the work we've done. So there are times she challenges me and I'm just like, okay, too much. Just too much challenge (laughs) right now. Just back up, ladies. Just back up. I can appreciate you challenging me, but it's too much right now. But at least we can sort of see it. And there are times that I want support. You're communicating that. That's exactly it. And if you don't say anything, you just react negatively to that situation. It's only going to 
you know, growth, yeah. bring growth to the negative energy that's surrounding it. But if you yeah. address it, yes. you talk about it, you actually connect, mm-hmm. then you can work through it. And you can grow together. And yeah. that's a great relationship right there. Exactly. And this it goes back to self-awareness. What ultimately this program does is it gets you thinking about things you may have never thought about, get you more self-aware. And so you can sit there and go, oh my gosh, I, I do have those fantasies. Or I do have those infatuations. I do I, I do have this obsessive behavior or whatever I do. Or the moment I meet someone, I just go too hard, too quick and I lose yeah. myself. Yeah. And then I turn around and resent them. Because what happens is you lose yourself, you put someone above you, you think they're better than you and you sacrifice yourself and then you just resent them for it. You're like, you changed me. No. You change yourself relative yeah. to them. That's what so typically for the situation for yeah. them. That pedestal thing, right? Putting putting the lady on a pedestal, putting and on you're the, the one <laughs> sitting underneath it. And yeah. When it falls down, it's gonna be crumbling on you. Exactly. Not for, them. No, They'll exactly. Just climb back up. Yeah, yeah. They don't. It doesn't bother them because no. they were the one. They were the overdog. They had the power. Exactly. Yeah. Right? You just, gave too much energy and power in that situation when yep. it should always, if it can be, fifty fifty. Right. I mean, that's the perfect. Yeah. world, but it's not always perfect, you know. No, it swings. Yeah, these, it swings. Yeah. But you want, you know, you got to just be aware, at least if you meet someone and they're they're a little disempowered as if, well, I guess I'm going to use the word needy, but it's the closest thing I can think of right now yeah. where they kind of want a lot from you. They're, they kind of see they're trying to trap you because they think you've got something they don't, That you know what I mean? And then it, the power dynamics way off. Well, they're, they're taking that your energy away just to boost them up, which is, is something that's very, you know, hard to yeah. uh, deal with, yeah. Draining. And, and you, you you see a lot of relationships like that where and that just swings so much, like, you know, 80, 20, 20, 80, you know, all the way. And that is just emotionally and physically draining. It kills you. And I was with someone um, probably when I was, I would take a guess and say 25 years old and yep. I'll leave her name out even though she won't be watching this. But <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we dated, not, not for very long, but... Now that I look back, I have a better understanding of what was going on in that situation. Yeah. So what I was doing, I completely sacrificed myself for her. I would be, you know, what what does she want? How can I make her happy? What does she need? And um, it absolutely turned into a situation where I was burnt out. I was tired. I resented her. And at the end, she cheated on me anyway, which was understandable because I wasn't being strong and I wasn't standing my ground and I wasn't being my true self. And to say, and also to add to that, I didn't know what I wanted out of life as yeah. well. I mean, I might've been in construction making what's considered good money or whatever, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I gave my too much of myself to her and she was the overdog and she took advantage of it, Yeah, you know? And, but now that, that sort of stuff makes sense, but you got to, that's a great experience. That's a good example of me going back. I did go back and look at that relationship and I'm so grateful it happened. Because I, after that, sat down and was and said, what do I want out of a relationship? I kind of thought what worked and what didn't work with her, what do I want now moving forward? Yeah. I got a bit clearer with that yeah. after that six months. Was that tough for you to go back and have a look at that? Um, I think. Well, you were at a point I, in your life okay. where you were ready to face it. I was you know? good. Yeah. yeah, I'd already worked through some issues with mum and dad. You know, the dad stuff was was probably the heaviest stuff. I went to um, Martini's breakthrough experience back in 2016. He came to Brisbane. And in, the, in that two-day seminar, you face the biggest negative challenge. I'll just call it the negative challenge. The, the person that you're most negatively charged towards, that you resent the most, that you hate the most, whatever it is, and you sit there and you work 
on that person for seven, eight hours, whatever it yeah, is, well, till midnight. There's nowhere to hide in that circumstance. No, and you're not allowed back in the room the next morning till you have a breakthrough and a breakthrough is getting to a point of gratitude. That's what that's what a breakthrough is. And I did that on my dad and I worked through some of the things with him. And, and since then, that was three years ago now. So when I went back and looked at that relationship, it wasn't very hard. It yeah. was more, I could see it more. I just look at things more, like I said, more practically, not emotionally, you know, and I get that's a huge shift for a lot of people. It's hard. Yeah. Right. I don't know how how you find going back and and digging and going. This person did this. Let me see the good in that. Like you said, I'm I'm pretty open to growth. I know now you have to do these things to actually um you know flesh them out and get over them because you're still holding some resentment to certain situations or bad energy. You know, and the day that you can go and let that all go and just move on with your life and for the better and go for what you're looking at, then it makes things a lot easier. But initially that would have been very hard. I'm trying to remember back when when I did that, but it's probably been in the process of um, when I moved over here, you know, for me personally coming from, you know, a relationship that kind of fell apart and that was a really tough one, you know, probably I would say probably first love, you know what I mean? And yeah. um, that was a real stage for me of rebuilding myself and realizing what I wanted to do, you know, moving to Australia here and, and figuring that out, you know, that was tough, but coming over by myself, no family, no nothing over here, if you know what I mean. And just, yeah, putting, putting myself right in that situation in the deep end, you know, sink or swim and, the best comes out of you because I found a passion, something like I started, you know, working out in the gym, getting some, a lot of self-confidence back, started going out a bit, you know, meet some people, meet a lot of people, um, you know, me, Chatty, Kathy a little bit. Um, <laughs> so it's easy to make friends, but um, yeah, you know, and then, you know, found my passion for acting and filmmaking and that lit a real fire. And I realized that was something that I wanted to do all along. I just had the confidence in myself, didn't think it was possible because I constantly, you know, you get told by friends and things like, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to do that. You know, that's so far-fetched, you know, and it's just a small mentality to have. Um, and I sort of got to the point of why not? Why can't I have these things? Why can't I be an actor? Why can't I be in these big films? Why can't I be an action star? Why can't I do this? You know, and it's just like, instead of, you know, worrying about that, it's just like, well, how can I make it happen? Mm. You know, and look at those little things and stepping stones and what you need to do to progress and you talk to people and you, you network and you, you build, you know, from there. But um, yeah, 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 definitely. Um, looking back, I would say, because I had to, to get over that situation properly because it weighed me down so heavily at the time and was stopping me from going further in these situations and, and in life, you know, and what yeah. I wanted to achieve. So I had to address that and also... Acting's a hot, tough thing. Uh, you have to Very. draw on these experiences otherwise because you can see that it's weighing you down on screen. You know, uh, the camera does not lie and that's for an absolute fact. Yeah. And you use these situations in life, you irk them back up to actually be an accessible emotion for you to portray certain characters and emotions and characters. So it's a really fucked up thing. <laughs> it's, and that is why so many actors and the best ones are always goddamn crazy <laughs> because it takes a crazy person to want to do that sort of thing, you yeah. know, and be doing it as an art form and putting it on screen for the whole world to watch if you're lucky enough, you know, for everyone to see it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's a crazy thing, man. It is. And some... I guess in some of the things I'm talking about, about re releasing the emotions, getting to a point of gratitude, seeing the other side, there are certain things you may choose as an actor to hold on to because you use them as tools to get you into state for 100%. roles. Yeah. So I, I think that is true for Alison too. You know, she's just some things there she wants to just hold because it gets her into yeah. state really quick. Yeah. You know? It's, yeah, it's, 
it's, it's, it's a bonkers thing really it when you think weird, about it, it is, like that, especially it, when yeah. you're aware of it. Mm. You just push it aside just down there and you leave it for an accessible time for you to yeah. use it. And you have what it is, is like triggers. Obviously, yeah. like with things that you push down as a person just normally in life, they trigger you, you know, when something happens, you're like, it takes you back to that situation and you act accordingly, you know, and it can be to the negative in the situation. And yeah, that's that's what it's like, but it's about harnessing those things and putting it out there. And it's, it's, just, it's not an easy thing to do, but that's exactly what actors do, you know? Absolutely. I just want to go back. When you said you moved to Australia, mm -hmm. Australia, you came alone and you're pretty much starting from scratch. Yeah. Was the catalyst the breakup with that first love? It was something that I always wanted to do was come over here and check it out. And I came over, I think maybe a year or so before that with a good mate of mine, Luke. And um, we were over here for New Year's and stuff. Had an absolute ball. I was actually mm -hmm. had a fractured ankle at the time in a cast and oh, really? healed well enough and I actually ended up cutting it off and going dancing, you know, like at a <laughs> nightclub. Stop you. First time on the GC, you know, doing yeah. the thing, man. It was, wow. It was crazy. It man. was so good. But, um, yes, I checked it out, but I felt really good about Brisbane. Um, his, his dad was over here and his grandma and auntie and um, we stayed with him like over at Christmas sort of New Year period. But I was just, you know, it relit this fire up up under me that I was just like, oh, there's so much more out here. You know, big city, big times, big fun, you know, yeah. a lot of opportunity more was opportunity. the main thing. But yeah, I felt good about Brisbane, you know. Hmm. Um, I love the sunny coast. It's an amazing place. Like Gold Coast is cool, you know. Um, but there was something about Brisbane that felt quite homely. And then when I went back, I was like, yeah, I think I want to move over there because I always wanted to. I, I, I was just in love with it, like – the idea of Australia, you know, the golden beaches, the gorgeous blondes, yeah. things like that. Actually, home of the way was the catalyst. I say oh, really? this time and time again. <laughs> yeah. Home of yeah. the way was the catalyst. Oh, Come man, in. we used to watch that TV show, you know, that and Neighbours is pretty big over in New Zealand, you know. And, um, yeah, just, you know, like you think that there's beaches just everywhere yeah. like that, which there is, you know, oh, and yeah. there is some absolutely stunning girls over here. Oh, amazing. Ladies, I will say. Um, but, yeah, I think there was that. I always wanted to do it and – like I had some close friends, you know, we talked about it for a little bit, like one of my really good mates and it just never really happened, you know. And so that was a catalyst once I got over that whole situation, which took a while because it dragged on a bit, you know, like, and I let it happen that way. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's that's my own doing as well. I, yeah, you can blame other situations, but mm. that is what it is. I let yeah. it keep happening. And so, yeah, yeah, I came over here and that would have been the catalyst to me probably once I got over that, that just like, yep, yeah, I'm ready to do it. Found yeah. a job like online, you know, got the job straight away, mm -hmm. just resigned, moved over, you it, know? Yeah, I, I think sometimes a relationship can actually be, or the end of a relationship can be a cataclysmic shift to get people back on track. Mm. You know, you can get really way off track in, in where you're supposed to go, like your real purpose in life. You can have these breakups and at first they're a bit like shattering and then you – change countries, change cities, change careers yeah. because of it and yeah. it puts you back on path. Exactly. And, you know, and I think those things are sent to us to kind of go, hey, you're a little bit, you're just a little bit off center here. Let me just try and get you right back. And it's the finding something that you're, that you love, like acting, that you're inspired by, that you're motivated by, that you don't give up on after three months because including me, I've tried things and thought it was the thing, the yeah. purpose, yeah. right? Um if I ever write a, a book on purpose, because I'm working on a program to help people find their purpose, but uh, it'll be called how I found my purpose dot, dot, dot again. 
because yeah. I found like four things. I was like, I found it. And I'd start a program or no, so I'd start an online, you know, um, well, what do you call it? Website or a Shopify store or whatever it was yeah, I was yeah, doing. Yeah. This is it. You and better then, book that before someone else steals it. God, jeez, right. I better not say that. I not <laughs> That's right. We're that. not live, so it's, no. it's okay. You've got a, you've got a few days Scratch to that sort out. it out. Yeah. Insert a different word when I yeah, say that book yeah, title. Dub, 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 yeah. dub. Well, there's probably about 50 million eBooks being released tomorrow. So yeah, <laughs> there's gonna a see. lot, right? Everyone's writing an ebook. Oh man, everyone's doing podcasts these <laughs> days. You know, do you know there's nine hundred thousand ranked podcasts in the world? Oh my, it's gone crazy. <laughs> it's a new form of media. You know, like yeah. it's huge, man. And people love consuming podcasts. Oh man, it's ridiculous. Well, you, the best thing is about it. Like I listen to them in my car. You know, sometimes at work when I can get away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but. It even replaced my music in the gym because I just got that addictive wow. to listening to them, and I was just getting so much from it, so much information that it just took it. It's just taken over. Mm. I'm cooking dinner, it's on. You know, like yeah. at home, I'm not even really watching TV anymore. You know, I still love a good movie or a TV show. You know, I get deep in the ones that I want to watch. Obviously, yeah, for I, sure. I love the art. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're just so much. They're just a real consumable form of media now whenever you want it whenever you want it on you tap, just hit play yeah. and and away you go you know and just a vast interesting guest you know like i mean yeah i, I love the comedy podcast joe rogan is my favorite if anyone else hasn't figured that out yet yeah yeah definitely he's birthed a lot of podcasts in the world and so that was a catalyst um for me but i mean so we started talking about the different modules that you had and you said about originally facing those fears and mm -hmm. and as is, is part of the first sort of module but um just run us through you know the other modules that you have. how many modules have you got for a start and what you sort of go through yeah it's about 17 modules but okay. it is growing yep. uh, i'll add things as they sort of, if they come to me, I don't want it to necessarily just leave it as a stale course that sits there forever and never gets edited. I'm even open to re-editing um, videos that are already completed based on feedback that I get because I want to continually improve it, yeah. you know, but... So conquering the fears is one of the of the practical worksheets, and then we we go through and um, I have a worksheet called breaking the infatuation, which is that whole concept of listing things that you are infatuated with in someone else, thinking the things that you think someone else has that you don't have. Okay, which is ultimately what would occur to me when I was younger and going out and yeah. went to approach someone. The fact I had anxiety, number one, it was because in the past I'd been rejected in public settings, in very embarrassing public settings. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so that that was like, that was putting me in a situation that was triggering those memories with Matt, without me knowing it. Yeah. Subconsciously my mind was going, but hold on, when you were in grade five, that girl rejected you and all these people laughed. And when you were in grade seven, that girl said no and this person said, do you know what I mean? So yeah. I was being triggered by those things. So this particular module really focuses on, first and foremost, identify what you think someone has that you don't have and realize that you have it to the same degree, just in your own way, just in your own unique way. And also, are there any moments where you had, you know, some rejection or something that created a bit of a anxiety or sticks with you till this moment now? Yeah. And you go in and you, and you flesh those moments out and you can work through a process to gain a balance again. So they're not controlling you yeah. anymore. But ultimately the course is realistically 50% practical, 50% learning really sort of the deepest, most in-depth personal development stuff that I've been able to put together over the past few years. And through my own experiences, I kind of made the course, number one, getting feedback from people because I kind of got a few people on board and said, look, what would you ultimately like? What, what do you struggle with? And talking to other coaches and going, what do people come to you for? 
mainly? What yeah. kind of clients in terms of the relationship space, what do they say to you when you work with them? Um, talking to some of the clients I've worked with as well was pretty big. And then the other one was what experiences have I had in my life that I didn't have tools for? Yeah. What, what did I wish I had when I was 19? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And that's ultimately where it is. I mean, I, in terms of runtime, I guess it's maybe a four to five hour video program. There's probably four to five hours of actual video. Yeah. Um, which is, which is quite consumable. Like that's yeah. quite easy. Like that's a digestible amount. Absolutely. I didn't want to make it overwhelming, but I no. wanted to make, didn't want to make it too short, but all yeah. the content is delivered. I guess it, in a way, my personality, like is very to the point and just hard hitting. And that's why I love the Dr. John D. Martini. He's, he delivers yep. information a million miles an hour, but it's not, there's no fat in it. It's yeah, just okay. hard deep concepts, like the deepest yep. concepts you could ever imagine. And I love that. And so that's how I sort of decided I wanted to deliver the course. So is it mainly video tutorials or? Yeah, mainly video. Yeah. Uh, uh, whenever you're working from a workbook, you'll see my my screen in my workbook and I'll be talking over it yeah, and just literally walking you so through it. you've got a reference there that you can look up, you know where you're at yes. and then you're obviously relating to someone, which is the beauty of filming things these days yeah. as well. So you can see, you know, you can visually see things, uh, demeanors and where, the way it spoke about it. It's yeah. an easy, more accessible thing for your mind to take in. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. people want to see examples. So I go through examples, any of the workbooks I've done because I guess I took it for granted that this work comes to me like second nature, but I've been doing it for a few years. And even Alison and, and my my coach, they had a first look through it when I very when I initially created it and finished it. They looked at it and they said, "No, uh, you aren't going in enough detail, and you're just kind of assuming people just can get just it know straight it. away." Yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah. And, and they go, "You're asking some questions here that are a bit left of center for some people." So just take a step back. Explain a little bit more detail and and, yeah. and help people out with more examples. And so I did that. As I someone's not as advanced as you in this yeah. sort of uh, self help totally. mindset, but um, anyone can honestly do the course. Even if they didn't sit down and do the practical exercises at first, they could digest all the video content, all the interviews I I, I did with Georgia, all all the content that I just delivered to the camera. It's very, it's useful, you yeah. know. And and like I said, at 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 least what happens is you'll get a an aha moment or a bit of an awareness of something you what you didn't know about yourself. Yeah. It helps. Every bit of awareness will help moving forward because at least you can go out there and start dating people and just be like, okay, I know, I know what's happening here. You can see in the situation you as you're live. Like, and that comes with knowing the material as well. And yeah. there's a repetitive thing with material that you, I think we only take in, roughly like, I think it may be like 15% or less than that visually um, and, you know, through an audio um, program each time we listen to it. So say yeah. the thing's five hours long, you're only going to get a small portion of that. You know, you're going to take take in half an hour of it, of material scattered across the material. So it's good to go over things and having that accessible on a website or mm -hmm. however you deliver the program yeah. is an important thing to keep going over. It's not just do it once and you think you've learned it because you really haven't. Absolutely. How long did it take you to learn everything you do in life? It's repetitive. It's hand, for me, hands-on and in the moment or putting – putting it into play in the field, you know, is, is the best the best ability to be able to learn. Some people are better, you know, in the classroom and things like that and learning like that by themselves or whatever. But mm. I think really something comes from playing in the moment and seeing things. And you start to see those, when the material starts to work for you, you start to see those little situations where you probably would have fallen over beforehand and reacted mm -hmm. to a certain situation. The same, you just took a moment, took a breath, yeah. taking a breath, you know, and 
okay, I know how to play this situation right now. And and it's not it's not being um, non-genuine, you know, it's not playing the moment, the situation, but it's just having the ability and the tools and understanding to actually put it to, to practice, you know. And, Absolutely. And yeah, that's, that's, it's a beautiful thing to have. And so that's what this has for you. Yeah. yeah. You, you've set out for people. Um, so where can they find this material? Where's the best place for them to go to your website? Yeah. My, my website, you know, uh, peterpolly.com slash, um, perfect partner yep. or my Instagram's actually a great place to start at, at real Peter Polly okay. is my uh, Instagram handle because I, I do have an ebook. Yeah. Shockingly. Um, one of the 50 million ebooks yep. out there. Yep. It's called 10 dating myths busted and what to do about it. Okay. The link to that book is in my Instagram okay. URL in there. The bio. In yeah. the bio, you just yep. put your name and email, you grab the ebook for free. Yeah, it's cool. 10 really practical things, 10 dating myths that you may or may not have in your life and what to do about it. Literally, okay, if you have this particular myth that you're holding on to, this is how you can overcome it or this is the best way to play it next yep. time you're in that situation or just just read it and just go, yep, yeah, oh man, those things actually do apply to me. I have been holding on to these three dating myths for the past 10 years and yeah. that's why I haven't found someone who meets that criteria because it's a myth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So you're going with that. Yeah. 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 So probably the Instagram, you know, at real Peter Polly is my Facebook as well. Okay. I I have similar information there. So on your Instagram per se, or on your social media, do you have little video tutorials of, you know, like, um, aspects or things that, you know, situations that people generally come to in relationships and Mm. arise and you have little videos there on your Instagram and things like that to ways around it. Is that to yeah. draw people in, you know, like, and get them. Cause I, I found that a really good thing with the 3% man is that my mate's like, Hey, he's got videos on YouTube and, uh, people coming to them with relationship questions or, you know, anything along that, or why did this happen? You know, why did you leave me? <laughs> um, just, why doesn't just, he love me? Yeah. Why doesn't he love me anymore? Um, <laughs> throwing stones outside the window didn't work. Um, <laughs> that sort of thing. I, they have those little moments and people write into him. And so he addresses them to them. And these are, I think that's really where he makes sort of his money from is that um, people read the material and then they've got little questions about things and this and this happened in this situation. So they write to him and ask him, it's probably not a huge fee, but I think some of it probably is too. Um, and then he puts those videos up on YouTube. And so there was some that I could find accessible. You see that dramaticness, that thunder wow. and lightning what, in the what background. It, what does that mean? The just heavens had, are shifting. We just had a, just thunder as you just I, said I saw that. the flashes before. Yeah, it was yeah. going on dramatic. Something's effect. coming. Yeah. We swear guys, this isn't, this isn't. That wasn't bland. Sounds. Yeah, that's real thunder. we're adding in here. We're this getting real life, baby. We're getting a real we storm. We pull the curtain and have a look. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that was something that I found accessible. So I could go to those videos and have a look at them. And then I could, and I started to see these patterns straight away that I could apply to my own relationship and things that were happening. And that got me, okay, this guy's onto something, Mm -hmm. you know, that got me in for a start. And then you're like, okay, I'll do the material because the book itself, the audio book, or, you know, you can get paid back, but who really does that these days? <laughs> um, I fall asleep when I read like that, reading scripts at oh, night. I'm like, doom. I can't read on a phone either. Yeah. If it's, it's hard on I your need eyes. A, I need yeah. a book if it's a book. Yeah. Paperback. But, yeah. 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 And, but um, there's something very beneficial about actually like 
reading properly though. I'm yeah. not going to lie, but uh, audiobooks I find are the easiest to consume for me personally and time, you know, time, uh, time management, time management is the word I was looking for. There you go. Um, but yeah, that really got me in it. Cause it's like a 17, is it 17 hour book? Seven hours, yeah, that's right. Seven. Jesus, it's been a while. I, I reckon I would have, I've probably done it over probably eight or nine times. Wow. Just to try and put the, you know, to put it into practice, you know, really get it. And, you know, after you've done it once or twice, you can see things happening with everybody around you. So many relationships you can see and not just, you know, like um, friend to friend, you know, or, and you can see these people reacting in this way and you're like, Mm-hmm. This shit's for real, man. You like go. you know, That's and um, self awareness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a great thing to have, you know. But um, like I said before, you got to actually be able to look inside yourself and want to self develop, yeah. want to get better, want to grow, be vulnerable once again, and look in within yourself and find these places where you can actually be a better person, and yeah. therefore roll on effect of better relationships in your life. I love that you brought that up because. I used to share some of the personal development knowledge that I have to people. Yeah. And it was kind of like, I felt like I was talking to a wall a lot mm. of the time because I was almost forcing it on them. And I've come to realize that people will absorb the material when they're ready to hear it, if they're ready to hear it ever, which is fine. Yeah. That's their own process. That's going to be at their own pace. And sometimes you can plant a seed. So what I do now is I, I de- generally don't delve this deep day to day. I'll keep it fairly lighthearted, right? Yeah. Because I don't want to exert all that energy for that person to be like, hey, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? But I think it's good to lay some seeds for people because I've heard things that I'm not ready to hear or maybe don't relate to me at that point in my life. And then six months or a year later, I'm like, oh yeah, that person said something about it. I'll go check that out. You know, and I think that's that's the cool thing with with personal development. If someone's sort of at a point that they're kind of ready to to get into it. They not, might not be ready for the sort of the Martini stuff. That stuff's really, really heavy. Yeah. But they could be ready for like um, some of the more in, introductory books, like, the you know, uh, what's an introductory, the secret or the power, the very, like, that's like a gateway <laughs> book into personal development, really light, more light-hearted stuff yeah. about like uh, how you attract things in life and how the universe works and things like that. So, but I don't think, for, don't ever force heavy PD onto people? No, you know? no, not at all. Because that just creates an ingenuine moment as well. Yeah. And you're not going to get this, you're going to get some forced reaction out of that. And yeah. the worst thing you can do is force something in a relationship. 100%. And um, it's kind of ultimately, you know what, to put it black and white, if you're in a relationship now, let's just say someone's in it and one person's heavily into growth and development and the yep. other person isn't, I hate to say it, but it is that it is totally a person's choice how they want to spend their life. You know, you don't have to be in a relationship if you don't want to be yeah, with that person. You know, if you feel that you've really only got one physical life, well, some people believe we have more, but I won't get into that. That's totally different. <laughs> That's for another podcast. That is a totally different podcast. Yeah, oh, well, interesting. <laughs> I'll push a lot of buttons with that one. Yeah, so yeah. all I'm saying is you really have your one physical life if you want to pursue something. Like you said, you wanted to pursue acting, but certain people would turn around and say stuff about that. And mm. what are you doing? Like, probably, what are you doing, man? Why are you doing that? Like, that's so stupid or whatever. And that's one of the hardest things I found the past few years was breaking out of the nine to five work and all of that stuff yeah, that I, that I yeah. do and doing something like this, like the program or releasing something. It was because I was so concerned about the comments I'm going to get, Yeah, you know, the support, oh, that's subordination. I was still subordinating to friends and family and going, what are they going to think? Yeah. I mean, ultimately you get to a point where you just get so sick of thinking about that. 
you know, and you just want to pursue it. But that's probably the number one reason people don't pursue what they want because they're scared of what mum and dad and brother and sister and family are going to say when they turn around and go, I'm actually quitting my full-time job that I went to university for and I'm going to go overseas. And and the anxiety that builds up over that sort of that worry and that situation. And man, that's a tough thing. And and I'm not going to lie. Like I I still battle with things, not probably that perception. I did have that perception originally, which can really be revved up by social media these days as well and putting yourself out there. I mean, it's a great thing to have, but then you get a few comments and they're really negative, which you see bad things happen to young people these days that aren't really developed enough in their own mind to understand these situations why people react like this and, yeah. and and that can have a very, very dangerous effect on people. Um, and once again, I spoke about this with Anissa the other day, it's social media is such a great way to connect, mm-hmm. but it's also, a, it's a tool and you need to work that tool like any job you do to work for yourself. It's not a way of life. And that's the thing that I think number one, that so many people get so, um, the energy put into is that just this is life on that social media now and every like matters like it's life or death or every comment and so that's a really I mean it's all for you to put yourself out there and put things out that you love doing it's Mm -hmm. a beautiful thing artistic whatever the way you do it but at a certain point in your life like you say you got to look at it and go man, I don't give a fuck what you think. Yeah. I'm doing me. I got to do this. And it's a little bit of a selfish thing, but it's not really. It's just you living your own life. You've only got one, mm-hmm. as we said. And you got to live it the way you want to live it. You know, you can't live it around other people and their comments and what they're going to think yeah. and what they're going to say and who they're going to tell. And you know what? It's just exhausting to worry about that for that long. It's more energy that you can put into a positive thing and that's going for the things that you want to do. Exactly, because they take a lot of work on their own. For you to get one idea off the ground, for anyone watching this to get one idea off the ground takes an immense amount of energy. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. And I would recommend focusing on one, just one thing to start with because I yeah. got into that, you know, the the perpetual, I got a bunch of ideas. I'm just going to go for all of them. Then none of them go anywhere. But yeah. just focus on the on the one that's the most inspiring to you. Yeah. But people who put you down and condemn you for fi- for following your purpose or following something that you're really inspired to do, they're probably only doing it because they resent the fact that they they're not doing, they're not doing it. Yeah. And they're stuck and you in, are, in the and rut. And it's easier for them to go at you than go at themselves. That's right. It's their stuff. And this is what I like to sort of say to people that I'm speaking to who are struggling with some of these things is any of the haters online, that's their shit. Yeah. that they're dumping on you. Yeah. I know you take people take it as a personal attack and it's yeah. hard not to, don't get me wrong, yeah, it is, but yeah. it's, it's their crap that they're just spreading around yeah. and they got to work on that. Mm. And that's what a hater ultimately is. Yeah, and know? it's trolling, you know, like they're just trying to get that rise out of people because they know they can. Yeah, absolutely. You know? It's just like the... It's a thing you can learn with like a bully. Like a bully is always going to pick on generally the little person or the so-called weaker person who actually probably turns out to be the strongest person because they take it day in, day out. Yeah. But if you react to them, you know, like in certain ways, that's feeding that thing that they want more and more. Yeah. Eventually when you just ignore it and just keep going on with it and just brush it off like it is nothing and it takes a while, it takes guts to do that from the start and real heart. But when you can do that, usually they're just going to move on to someone else. Absolutely. Because they see that it's 
not you're not a, you're not budging them. It's not mm. affecting. They're not getting that rise of energy that they want from you. Exactly. Just block or delete. Or mm. look, I mean, there's always going to be the the people there who really push your buttons. And as I touched on at the start of the podcast, it's an opportunity for you to go, okay, so like, why is this pushing my buttons exactly? What did it? What is it specifically? This is really bothering me. And um, you can actually kind of find where that stems from and work through that again, using the method or using a similar tool to the method. So it's an opportunity for growth. And by the way, haters uh, can be good. It can be good to have haters in, in relation to, it can, if you use it in the right way, it can push you oh, yeah. to do more. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to suppress you every single time. Now I think the first few haters that anyone gets, it's a bit hard because you know, the comments, you're not used to it, but then again, if you look if you look closely enough, it'll be someone saying, "Hey, man, you're a fucking idiot." But someone below it will be like, "Dude, I really love your content." Yeah, you know, there's going to be that support there too. Yeah, but normally we ignore the support. I know that, and that's know? the thing. You know, like you, you could have like 30 comments or what have your, you know, 300 likes or whatever it is. And, and then, then those <laughs> one that's negative is what you focus on, and yeah. it's it's just when it's at that point. You just got to stop looking at the comments and reading into yep. all that and just keep putting it out there and just letting it go. Once it's out there in the social media verse or wherever it is that you're putting it out or in life, mm -hmm. just keep going. Absolutely. Just keep going. Exactly. That's all you got to do. Just keep jumping those hurdles and you knock one over, you pull it back up, you learn, oh, why did I do that? Why did yep. I knock that over? What can I do better to not knock that over next time? Boom. You jump into it at a time. Exactly. You just keep leaping forward ahead. Mm -hmm. What do you love? What do you what are you inspired to do? Create the content, get it out there. Like Corey Wayne, he's got a whole bunch of like I said, I love the idea of that's why I create content on Instagram or Facebook. It's to create free content, free value. Yeah. To sort of it's not even just about bringing people in. It's like, well, if it helps someone, great. Yeah. I mean, this is stuff that ultimately would just sit on a computer somewhere that would no one would ever hear. Oh, exactly. Might as well do a video. And, now, and see, that's the thing. You have a tool, you have an ability to put that out there. I mean, don't get me wrong, social media and the, you know, the phone and everything like that and mm. laptops and what have you is beautiful way to connect with a vast majority of people at one certain time. Yeah, absolutely. It's a tool, not it is a way a tool. of life. It's powerful yeah. and I think it's best to embrace it. There's a lot of people who um, condemn it and hate it, um, but it is a necessity. It is the 21st century. It's how things are. Things are online now. It is the most efficient way to deliver information. There's yeah. no way more, nothing more efficient. So I don't. Love it. Like you said, I've barely been on it. It's been like a huge shift for me. And that's mm. why I had to use that fear process in my program to, to release your, it. Get your material Because I was just there. so, so nervous about being on camera, getting on camera, yeah. talking to yeah. the camera. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, those first few videos, I probably did eight takes, deleted the whole lot of them and, you know, did a, did a ninth and it's the ninth one I kept and I yeah. still hated it. You yeah. Know? Like, oh man, it, it, it takes several years yeah. to actually, it takes a while to get used to being on camera and forgetting that the camera is actually there, but you yeah. still need to know where it is because you're using eye lines, you're using this and that. Depends if you're just talking straight to camera or you're actually acting in a scene it's something to get over at the start and then having the confidence to just go yeah sure hit record I don't even give a fuck yeah. you know I'm here to do my thing <laughs> yeah. and um, you do that but uh, then after a while being self-critical now that's like the next level uh, where you get a few years in and you're like okay yeah. once you get to that point of being comfortable with yourself on screen and what you're delivering your own voice because it always sounds way weird you're like and oh, do I look like that from that angle like, yeah exactly oh, exactly there's some extra crunches in the gym you know like <laughs> stop eating those donuts yeah um um, but then you, when you can get to that point of being self-critical, 
Mm-hmm. that's a huge revelation for yourself. And then you can start learning a lot easier once again with those things that you're doing. You're like, ah, oh, see what I did there. I, I kind of know what I did. Okay, I need yep. to just let that go mm-hmm. because I'm doing some weird thing with my hand or whatever or the way I'm holding it. Or yeah. the one thing I think the most key thing ever with public speaking, with being on camera, what have you, is your breathing. Your breathing oh, is right. the most vital thing because if you're breathing weird and you're like gasping for breath, yeah. how are you going to spit out a line or say yeah, anything remotely right. right? It's fine to take a little a moment to take a breath, you know, get yourself, but yeah. you got to remember to goddamn breathe. You see people sometimes almost pass out on camera because they're forgetting to breathe and they're just trying to spit out the lines like in a sentence and it's all going all over the place and it's like Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah, right. It's just not natural. You know what I mean? You naturally breathe. You don't just spit out words words when you're when you're doing yeah. something like that so that's right yeah, it, it's hard to learn and get over that at the start but um and combine all those things so it's yeah. like I've, I've done a little bit of a little bit of research on breathing and there's one particular guy i actually don't know his name to be honest but he taught um he's taught tony robbins how to breathe yeah. he taught um What's that? What's that movie with Lady Gaga and and that guy? And it was though he's a Bradley singer. Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Yeah. He taught Bradley Cooper. What's the Star Is Born? I Star think is Born. I've never actually seen it, but supposedly it's pretty good. Yeah, very good movie. Uh, he taught the old Wim Hof. I love this. I, I, you, you know about Wim Hof? Yeah. Breathing technique? This isn't the guy. I know, no, I know no, Wim Hof, no. but um, they're the guy who taught Bradley Cooper how to speak in A Star Is Born. Yeah, okay. He talks about how, yeah, you want to, when you're speaking, it's when you're breathing out and, yeah. and you know, you want to have the tonalities and use the hand movements because hand movements are so much more engaging. And I wonder if that's more because he was singing a lot in that film because yeah, Bradley he had to Cooper's change his voice. awesome actor. Yeah. I'm sure he would have known how to breathe on camera a long time <laughs> no, no. He, there, he, he did. No, no. Yeah. He, he was the voice actor for Bradley Cooper yeah. in the movie. because so, Bradley Cooper had to change his his uh, voice entirely for yeah, that okay, movie. Okay, uh, okay. Because like, he was very southern, was it? Or? Yeah, 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 and yeah. just a t- different tone. Yeah, he spoke in a different tone. Oh, that thunder. Oh, rolling. Th- that came in on Bradley Cooper. It did. So that's the tone that he spoke in. I think he's, he's annoyed you for saying that he had a voice coach. <laughs> yeah. and and somebody's, gonna, somebody's probably going to reply to this and go, no, he did not change his tone oh, I'm whatsoever. sure there'll be people. They, people <laughs> love that movie. You know? I know. I'm getting a lot of haters for, for assuming that this guy trained Bradley Cooper. I'm pretty sure the guy who trained Tony Robbins trained Bradley Cooper, but it doesn't really matter. It's, yeah, a, yeah. it's basically about combining three or four different things to improve the way that you speak. Not sure. No, I'm not it's sure. Not there. I had to do a bit of digging yeah. to find it. But yeah, 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 yeah. It's, okay. it's a whole. It's a whole part of being on social media and getting content out there, right? Yeah. I could write the greatest content, life changing content, if I'm not engaging and people aren't going to listen. Oh yeah. See you later. Done. Yeah. So that's quite a process for you to go through then for yourself <laughs> to actually put that because I know, yeah, Dude. you're not on social media. You're never a guy that was going to jump in front of a camera to do that. So. No, and that just actually shows how many things I had to overcome just to get to the point where yeah. I was willing to put myself on camera. I couldn't even believe when I was doing it that it was happening. You know, and a lot of people watching this don't necessarily know all my journey because we haven't got four hours to talk about no. the past five years. But, but I've ultimately... It was just I wanted to stay in obscurity, stay unknown, stay as a nobody, and just basically sit there and do all this personal development, go and do seminars and get coaching and read books yeah. and just hoard it all because I was too scared, right? Yeah. But ultimately it's, it's, it's pretty liberating getting out there, you know? There's still the fe- is, there's still yeah. fears, yeah. but it feels good. Yeah. You know, I'd rather yeah. be out there then stuck with it stuck. in your own confines of your own mind. Yeah, exactly. Letting that anxiety overrule you from actually wanting to put things out there. And now you're doing it. You feel good about what you're putting out? 
I feel good, uh, really good about the content. Yeah. Uh, I'm very happy with it. I'm also yeah. happy with the gradual improvement each one of the videos I've made in. Yeah. So if I look at the very first video, which was only six weeks ago, versus yeah. to the latest one, I'm more relaxed, the tone, yeah. my tonality is getting better, my speaking is getting better, I'm using my hands more. It's more as if... Because at first I had to rely on sort of reading reading scripts and creating scripts. Now I can speak from the heart a little bit more, and that's how you connect with people. It's more engaging that way. Yeah, you yeah. Know? That's how people connect is being real and authentic. Mm. You know. Yeah. Um, so okay, so we went through a couple of the modules there, but what are the sort of? I mean, what what else is there to this the core sure. group with the with the modules? Um, mm. If like if you were just going to put it in sort of a bit of a simple term, like you got one to 17 or what mm. have you. Do you remember, well, I mean, do you know exactly, like how, how does it go? Like you're looking at yourself, you're facing fears, uh, looking at those relationship things or why you may behave the yeah. way you are to mm. like, is there, is there a process where you're delving deeper within yourself to find out why these things happen as the modules go through? Yeah, it, it definitely ramps up. I'm not sure if you just scroll down on that page. I, 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 if you go all the way to the bottom, I used to have a, a screenshot of the course. Yeah. And to be honest, I've up, up, I recently updated this to make it a bit more clear and I've gotten rid of it, which really, <laughs> really helps me out. That's right. We're, we're looking at Pete's website, um, Perfect Partner website program. Perfect yeah. Partner program. Yeah. So triple <laughs> the triple P with like PP. It. I like it. So it's five P's ultimately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess in simplistic terms, I bring people in, I introduce them to the course, I start off with finding out what's important to them, which ultimately is a version of saying someone's values. It's what in, what you gravitate towards, what motivates you, what inspires you, what are the things in life that you most think about that you'd like to do the most, that there's evidence in your life that you're kind of following through with. So for me, it would be personal development because I do it every single day mm-hmm. and I'm drawn to it. I'm inspired by it. I'm motivated by it. It would be creating courses. I do that every day. And it'd be my, my health and well-being and grooming. The, the, the sort of the major things. Yep. So I take people in, I go, okay, let's find out what's important to you, which is really critical because ultimately later in the course, you link things back to that. Yep. So when you find the value in being single, you go, how can being single actually help me achieve all these really important things to me? And so once we find that out, I go in and I introduce people to the seven areas of life uh, and I say to them, what goals do you want to set in those areas? So I'm trying to get people, number one, first and foremost, understanding what's important to them, what goals they want to set. Let's start with that. Let's start empowering you as a person. Mm -hmm. And then through the next five, 10, whatever modules it is, I talk about, like I said, I talk about the patterns. I get people, I introduce them to things like the, the fantasies, infatuations, the, um, the things that they may not necessarily be aware of. I even bring in um, Alison for a module on affirmations and visualizations and how you can use them to the most powerful effect. Um, and, you know, that can be an eye-opener itself. I even give people a few affirmations related to finding someone that they can use. And then the workbooks are, th- are spread out throughout the entire course as you work through them. So... I just will always say to people, start with yourself. Even if you don't do the course, whatever, it's totally fine. But I think if someone came to me and said, what is, where, where do I start? Like, I really want to find someone. Like, I really want to find someone, but I can't. And mm. I've been in that position, yeah. right? Really desperately. I would say it's counterintuitive, but just find something you're inspired by. If you can, follow that, figure out what you want to achieve in all the areas of life, set a plan, set a goal, get empowered, 
get inspired and then people will get drawn to you. And you said that at the start. You said it's amazing when you meet someone who has a goal, who's inspired, who's following it, who's kind of like, this is what I'm doing mm-hmm. and I don't give a fuck what, who gets in my way. That's like, whoa, like that's, that draws you in. Right. So I, that is, that is the number one place I would say you, you would need to start focus on you. Other people would be drawn to you after that because you, if you haven't got your life together and you've got no package to give to anybody, well, why would anyone want to date you? Mm, you're just trying to take from them to yeah. make yourself happy. Exactly. Yeah. Cause you'd be saying, Oh, you'd be saying to that person, well, what do you have to offer me when you've got nothing to offer in return? Yeah. You know? So if you're, Stuck in a rut, hate your job, hate your friends, <laughs> hate everything about your life. <laughs> you might want to turn that around first, yeah, and then create an environment where bringing somebody into that they'd be kind of keen to come in. Yeah, well, you and know? it's not even about bringing someone into that environment. You're attracting someone yes. into your own environment, and it's often a very positive person to be attracting into your environment as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, positives attract another positive thing. You know, yeah. and if you're really working at yourself to do that. Jeez, that, I, I tell like you, it. that lightning, you didn't see it, but wow. Yeah, I could see the flash. Yeah. Well, that was a monster. Thunder Buddies for life. <laughs> <laughs> new name for the podcast, uh, Thunder Buddies. That'll be the new one, yeah. <laughs> Just done in your PJs. Dance Thunder Buddies. Oh, Jesus, that could uh, have a really turn effect. <laughs> People know, the guys at work will be like, Jesus, what that's going to be like. They know what I do, what I like at work, you People, know. People I like get- to keep it lighthearted, you know. A little slap on the ass doesn't hurt nobody. <laughs> People will click on the on the uh, podcast and be disappointed with the content we're, we're oh, given if we name there'll be, it. There'll be some there'll be some <laughs> some that'll go these ways. I I know that for a fact. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, that's cool. So what? I mean, you seem like you've taken what you've learned in life and yeah. some things that have happened to you when you were younger. You said with uh, past relationships and with mm. possibly uh, your your father and you know relationships with that and you've worked through these things and you've found a lot of positive things and, and you've grown as a person. Yeah. Is this really what kind of propelled you to want to create this own program? Like what, what's been the catalyst for you to do this? I, it's probably what I touched on earlier is – Number one would be that I'm, I've known for years I'm dissatisfied with what I do that creates my main income, yep. which is in construction. Yep. And there is like a, a, a something inside of me that ever like constantly saying, no, that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to, this is the course you're supposed to take. And yep. it's in personal development and I'm certain of that now. And it is creating products. I'm certain of that as well. And that was the, the, the big catalyst. But it's just, it's just, I really want to help the people, help people grow and expand this, this sphere of awareness because I didn't have someone who could do that for me when I was in my teens and in my twenties. Yeah. And I spent so many years stuck in, in a rut, basically yeah. so many years down on myself, not able to find someone disappointed, didn't have clarity in life was subordinating constantly to mum and dad because I went to uni and got a job in construction to make them happy. I just want to really open people's eyes that there is a totally different world out there where you can do something you enjoy and you can attract someone and you can be inspired and make money from it, you yeah. know, way more money than 
you could make in a nine to five because it's such a limit on a nine to five job. Yeah. When you do something you love and you're creating pro- programs, you're reaching millions of people all around the world 24 7, 365. You're not just going to an office nine hours a day and, and helping the people around you. And mm. that's the limitation of a job, isn't it? You can only help that little group of people. Yeah. Where online, you're reaching millions. So I'd say that they're the, the two big things. And I want to just continue creating things that inspire me and that will help people. And like I said, I'm working on a purpose course. I've been working on it for about two years now. I just don't want to release it until I'm really confident with it. But that's the next step because if you find the purpose, the partner comes. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'll be, you'll be fighting them off. They'll be lining up for mm. you. Mm. Seriously. It's, yeah. it's just a different way to, to think about it, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's also a thing that for a while there, I was fight, like, I was connecting pretty well and, you know, getting dates and things like that. But, um, recently, you know, uh, went on a few dates and, you know, seeing someone and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. but I found it being very intellectual stimulating mm-hmm. with these ladies that I, you know, ones that I was on these dates with and, and, um, that was a huge thing for me because I think there was a lot of attraction level that I would be going on previous to then. And these girls, you know, these girls were hot, like mm. ladies, sorry. Um, but they really, yeah, that was bringing something out of me that I like, I was challenged to want to be better. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in that situation. And I don't know whether it was, I was fixated a little more on the attraction level mm. and the looks or something. And, and I was seeing ladies that were a little, you know, a bit more younger than my age, you know, like, and, and things like that and like maturity levels or what, what have you. But, um, mm. that was a huge thing in realizing those situations and, and try and, and letting them be what they are. And that was a really relieving feeling. And I was like, Oh my, I think I'm over this, uh, young girl thing, you know, yeah, like, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. For lack of a yeah. better term of it. Um, and that only came with obviously facing those, things within you that you were doing before previously in relationships and pushing mm-hmm. them away or what have you, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's a work in progress. Like I can't look, dude, I'm single now still, you know, I've been single the majority of my life, but I'm still having a good time. I'm still working things out, you know, yeah. but I feel like I'm getting closer and closer day by day, month by month of attracting that right partner into my life as well. But awesome. I, I will look at your material mm-hmm. because I haven't, I've, I've looked at bits of it, but I, yeah. you know, you're doing a lot of things in life. It's hard to, but it, it's hard to focus on certain aspects, but yeah. the relationship thing is very important because it affects your whole life and, and how you're going about what you're doing. Absolutely. And, and and your purpose as we've spoken about. Totally. And it's the first, the most efficient way to go through life is with partner, you know, especially if you're aligned with what you want to achieve, Yeah. you know, it's uh, not that you can't have separate things, but two people aiming towards one goal is, you're going to get there a lot quicker, yeah, right? For so, sure. I mean, I know with with Alice, I'm just sort of blessed that she's into personal growth as well. We have an idea of sort of where our lifestyle is going to be. We've we've sort of mapped it out. We've seen how much it's going to cost, where we would live, what we would have, and and that's another critical area that I feel that genuinely no one's really even spoken about is is planning your life, planning what you want, how will you get there. You know, the yearly plans are great, but what about the, f- the five yearly, 10 yearly, 50 yearly, 50 year plans? It's yeah. just, it's, and, and it sounds crazy sometimes even when I say it, but in the community master, it's called master planning for your life, ultimately seeing what do you, what's the big, what's the big thing you want, you know? And if in, in my sort of, to give you an example, yes, I'm, I've released one course and I have a second one, but I've got seven others I've already pegged that I'd like to 
over time, yeah. it could be take 20 years to release, release them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's sort of like a more of a master plan. Yeah. Get yourself a bit organized. Because I know for a while that I lived pretty much day to day, you mm. know, and I, the more dissatisfied I was about my with my job and my life, the more I couldn't even see a week ahead. I'd just be like, oh, I just got to get through today because work sucks. Mm. Got to get through next week. Work sucks. You know, when you find something that's inspiring, you immediately think bigger picture. Think further ahead in time. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's something that a lot of people battle with. I know that I have as well. You know, I found a passion and something that I wanted to do and I was very mm-hmm. interested in, but it's like, yeah, you need money to live. And you, if you're not living at home, you know, if your parents or what have you, or a little mm-hmm. job here and there, you need that nine to five generally to get your income in. And you know what you want to do. You've done jobs. You've had paid gigs doing it, you know, as I have with acting and things like that. But I'm still working a nine to five job now and basically working two or three jobs, if you want to say that, doesn't always pay. You know, I've made some decent money over the years with, with acting, but not mm-hmm. enough to keep you going without that nine to five job. So what is the, what's sort of first something like advice you can be giving to someone to try and break free from that restraints of really depending on that nine to five and really realizing that they don't have to or a yeah. process that you would suggest to someone to sort of go through to start looking at the ways out of that situation. Okay. I, I could give this two pieces of advice. One is I'm currently doing it. Yeah. <laughs> One is write down everything that you dislike about your day-to-day job. So I like to focus on, so with me, with the construction work that I do on the side is the specific things that bother me the most that I have to do. Okay. And how is how are those things helping me achieve my larger goal, which is getting full-time into the personal development state, yeah. space, releasing more products. So yeah. if you can sort of stop resenting all those daily unloved actions yeah. that you've got, you don't go to work with such a oh, fucking yeah. hell like yeah. that. And I'm working on getting through that list yeah. and seeing how, hey, you know what, the job with all this money and the I become actually a bit more diligent, it's oddly, but I become more diligent with a job. I become really like super hyper-focused with the time off I have because it's more compressed. Yeah, exactly. You know, I actually get more done sometimes, which is weird. You're making but, the most of that downtime that you yes. have to actually achieve that bigger goal that you want. You totally. see that as being an income. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, cool. I got to go do this mm-hmm. and I'll do it well because I pride myself on what I'm doing. Yeah. But it's an end goal thing and having that push you through that nine to five mm-hmm. to keep going. Exactly. And how's that money? You can you can talk about the money. You can go, yeah. okay, how's all that cash helping me achieve it? Well, I can put more into advertising. I can hire a better advertiser. Mm. I can um, allow my, or, you know, all these things, all these programs, it costs money to maintain and to keep them online. I can keep them online for a lot longer, et cetera. So you go through and just work out all those things. And, but if you can see what you what the unloved actions are and how they help you achieve your goals, that's one step. The other thing is the big piece of advice I'd give someone who's doing that or now sort of position is create something that you you personally want to get out that you will enjoy. For you, it could be literally just a mini acting course, nothing huge. It could be an hour, two hours, just focusing on helping people improve their acting, give yeah. them a bunch of tidbits and information, package it up. Get it online, sell it for 99 bucks, 49 bucks. It doesn't really matter. Mm. My That would be the most practical bit of information I could give is get out there with something, right? Because you're building a brand. But then if people connect with you and they like you, where are you going to take, where are they going to go? They got anything to buy off you? Because a lot of the time you follow someone online, you're just like, this person's great. This person, what do they have? What do they sell? I want to get something from mm. them. So get something online. And the other thing would be, the realistic thing is you kind of be on social media pretty much every day and create a presence over the next 24 months. You know, there's no yeah. other there's no other way around it. You've got to get in front of your phone, you've got to stick it in front of your face and you've got to start sharing. 
Yeah. Uh, and uh, people need to find out the real you and what you're really about and and they got to connect with you. Yeah. So there's some, I guess, practical information, practical things that people can do pretty much immediately um, to sort of step away slowly because it's not going to happen overnight. And that's it's hard even for you. I don't know about you, yeah. but even for me at this point, I would love to be doing this full time. Yeah. Just the transition's taking longer than I thought it would. Mm. You know, but you still got to work at it and stay dedicated to the course, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with this podcast. Um, like I do a lot of acting and filmmaking, you know, producing as well, writing my own stuff. Yeah. Um, create content. But um, once I found podcasts mm-hmm. and I realized how bene- beneficial they were for me and I was learning so much and taking so much from them, I was like, you know what? I can talk the house down, you know? Yeah. And I can connect with people very easily and have great relaxed conversations like we're having now about certain topics. And I know certain people in very interesting fields. Why not create a podcast, you know? And it wasn't as easy as just doing that. I had to do a lot of research over months before I started this podcast and getting the right audio gear and getting the right equipment and learning how to use it, you know? And it's like, you know, not having say a budget there straight away to pay someone that's, you know, sound engineer to straight get on board and, you know, do this. Mm -hmm. I had to learn a lot myself, but you can do it with Google now. You can learn so much and you, you feed through the bullshit. You know, there's a lot of bad advice, good advice, but you can generally see what's good. Yeah. And it's just about creating that. And I didn't want to half-ass it. I didn't want to put out shit content. Yes. And like, cause I've done that with certain things when I was so, oh my God, I got to put stuff out there. Cause I love this, like with my acting and stuff and web series that I did early on or what have you. And, and I, absolutely love the process and wouldn't change it for anything because I loved creating content and putting it out there. But Mm -hmm. for me, that's why I wanted to do the podcast. It's the same way with acting and things like, I mean, it's a great art form mainly with the acting, but it's producing art, it's producing content that people can relate to mm-hmm. and you can connect with people on a, just a, such a large basis Yes, and they can get whatever they get from it. You know, mm-hmm. they may only listen to one, they may only listen to five minutes, 10 minutes, but eventually they're going to find something on here. And it's about having interesting guests like yourself coming on here and just talking about their journey in life, you know, cause it's a fascinating thing, the process that we go through yeah. and it's about the ability to be able to talk about it all the time, you know, and, mm-hmm. and to be, you know, open up and say, and say these things because everybody's going through it, you know, no Everyone. matter how much you, you stop and, 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 you know, you think it's only you, it's ridiculous how many people are going through oh. the same struggles that you are day in, day out. Oh they God. may not show it. They may not address it themselves, but by talking about it, by communicating, mm. you really can see that within people and you can get something from that. And then they can look at themselves and go, you know what? it's okay for me to tell my friend about this, you know? Yeah. I shouldn't really be worried about what they think. They're my friend for a reason. And if they're not, then they can get out of my circle because it's not building a strong circle around me. And that, that is a, that is an awesome thing to have, you know, and it takes time to get that, you know, it does. And and the right people around you with the right energy and they're going towards the same things as you are. And they're trying to, and, and you can push each other further. Like you and Allison do for yourselves. And that's a beautiful thing to have in a loving partner, but you can also have that in a, you know, less intimate sort of way, but you can have an intimate connection with your friends and that can also push you towards great things, you know? And, and that's a huge thing, especially like finding that community, like say when, for example, when I started the acting thing, you know, and making films with the same people all the time, a web series or this and that, and creating the content is that you get to know one another really well and you're pushing and bouncing off each other, you know, Mm. 
that energy thing, it, it can be very positive, like to have that around you and it, and, it, and it boosts you up when you're lower, you know, and you're working in conjunction with each other. It's not just stealing that energy from this person to get what I want out of it, which a lot of people do too. Totally. And I've seen that so many times, but they quickly show their hand yeah. when they're in those situations. You pretty quickly can pick it out. Mm -hmm. And it's about finding that right crew, that right crowd, that right circle around you can be so beneficial to what you're trying to do. It doesn't help you to close off yourself to the world and other people no. around you because you've got something beautiful inside you to give to the world, whatever it is you want to do. Yeah. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter how little, how small, how big it actually is, you can do it and you can put it out there in the universe and that will provide, you know, firm believer in that. Yeah. Well said. That's beautiful. <laughs> exactly. No matter how big or how small, I really, I really love that. Yeah, it's it's true. You know, and, and that's why I think some people may not find exactly what they love to do because they think it's going to be some grandiose thing like, you know, uh, be a Tony Robbins of the world or whatever. It doesn't have to be that. You, you can be an accountant and you love it. It doesn't, you know what I mean? It, yeah. can, it can be anything on this Yeah, planet. if numbers do it for you, then. Do it. Yeah. I mean, if you feel inspired by it and you go to work and go, I love it, don't judge it. Do it. Oh, it's, it's the you best know? thing in life. Like, yeah, you know, there's nothing worse than doing something that you don't enjoy, you know, and you can take pride in everything that you do. You know, if you've got great um, self-worth, you know, and pride in what you're doing, then you can find you know, very positive things within what you're doing for say work, you know, but yeah. I think it's everybody's ultimate goal to doing something they love and getting paid for it. Right. Absolutely. And there is a way, you there know, it's is. just, you got to work hard to find it. And, and, and hard work is probably, you know, it, it's the most underrated thing, but I mean, I think everybody knows, and that's when you find out what you're really made of, how much do you want it? How hard are you willing to work? How, yeah. what are you willing to sacrifice mm -hmm. to make that happen? Oh my God, so true. And it's time and mm. it may not be going out for this drink or that dinner with that friend or going to do this event or go and party here or what have you, you know, when you've got fucking work to do mm -hmm. and that work, you got to see, you know, that's going to help you go yeah. and go and go further. They might still be partying five years down the track, but where, you know, where are you going to be? Where are you going to be? If you don't go to that party and you start going to this, you know, and you're not always, you got to, it's all about that balance. Though. It's, it's a, a balance. fine line you and, and you want to be social. Yeah. You want to be out there engaging and connecting with people because you learn so much from life and that can like, Life imitates art, art imitates life. You know, it's a huge expression. They go, you know, they, they say in the creative community, but it's just so goddamn true. Absolutely. I'm reading a book at the moment called Mastery by Robert Greene. Okay. And it, uh, if we actually pull it up here, it, it, it goes in depth as to some of the greatest masters in this world um, through music and dance and uh, how they got to where they are. So like the Mozarts of the world. You know, the greatest okay. of the greats, the masters, 17 and a half hours if someone wants to grab that off Audible. <sighs> uh, I've probably got six hours to go. Absolute yeah. doozy of a book, this one. And what you just said about working hard, that some people assume that these greats, these masters were born as masters. It's not true. There was one particular guy who, was, who wanted to be a fighter pilot and he actually wasn't that good as a fighter pilot. And But he demanded that his instructor take him up and basically just just destroy him, just make him do the most complex maneuvers all yeah. the time to the yeah. point that he's going to be sick. Just push him hard all the time. He ended up being in the top three in his class, but he had to work for it. It wasn't natural. You know, and some of these, these people, they break through like 
10 years after they started mm. and they were pretty much a, a student for that 10 years and then they found their own flavour, their own, you know, sprinkling of themselves, you know what I mean, which is ultimately when you release a program or a book or whatever, it's kind of like trying to get a version of yourself out because realistically a lot of people creating content is a version of another person's content really i mean it's not it's not generally going to be a great breakthrough or discovery because all mm. the great there's been a lot of great breakthroughs and yeah. a lot of the content out there around business especially it's just another spin it's a different version of business nothing's really changed in business for a long time yeah. it's ultimately we have a, a what do you call it a customer and you're providing a service it's yeah get its call it's business i, I think know? it's finding your own way with it though it's like yeah. i could take this podcast for example is that it was probably birthed by wanting doing all the things that I've spoken about anyway, but also with um, listening to Joe Rogan and getting a lot from that. But and, and it's great; it's one of the best podcasts in the world anyway. He's getting more views put together than Howard Stern and Jimmy Fallon on Tonight Show and all that. Oh, it's ridiculous! Wow, the I didn't know it was that big. Crazy, crazy! Whoa. It's the biggest media form. His podcast is huge. What, what, how many views per podcast do you think he's getting? <sighs> Millions. 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 Um, it would be hard to keep track of it because you've got YouTube, you've got all the different platforms that he has it hosted on. Um, wow, look, there we go. Oh, yeah. 1.3 from two days, 1.3 million. And that's in three days. And, just three and days. that's just YouTube. Oh, It's ridiculous. But he is wow. the epitome of awesome and interesting guests, you know what I yeah. mean? But it's about, for me with this, it's, it's having a blueprint and knowing what direction I kind of want to go with it, but being ballsy enough to lead it just develop and see what it comes to because I think yeah. that's the beautiful thing about, you know, art or doing something like this is that you find your own way with it and what works for you. And that's what you say that there's a blueprint for businesses and things like that, but yeah. you really got to, you got to let yourself develop and be that special thing, you know, like, cause yeah. what it is that you're selling, everybody can sell. But if you, you let it truly organically grow and develop into something, you end up finding your own self within it. Yes. And that's what's generally going to attract people to your product or what you're trying to do. Totally. And your story. Like you said, yeah. It's so critical. You, whoever, Whoever's watching this, if they want to start something up or get themselves out there, because I'm trying to use this advice is mm. speak from the heart as much as possible. Tell your story the way it is as much as possible. People can smell bullshit a mile away. And if you try and be fake, you're not going to get away with it very long and you can't hold up a fake life. You know how many of these Instagrammers are showing themselves with jets and Lambos, but oh, they yeah. live in a one-bedroom apartment, you know, it's $150 per week rent or something and it yeah. just doesn't match just quite right. Just flexing for the gram. Exactly. It's just flexing for the gram. Yeah. Now, th there is, oddly enough, some value in beauty. There's a tremendous amount of value in beauty mm. because that's why these girls and guys, but mainly the the, the Insta babes mm. who have um, 5 million views and you flick through and they're actually not providing content as such, they're providing value in their beauty because we're admiring who they are, right? Why else would they have 5 million followers and be yeah. making yeah. a quarter million dollars a month from- They're showing their ass. They're showing their ass, <laughs> exactly. Building the ass. Yeah. Gets you a huge still putting the hard work to get that's in there. the hard work, Unless right? they give them the plastic surgery and stuff and yeah. that's just money. That's just not exactly. <laughs> the endorsements and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and, yeah. and I know some people personally who <laughs> may or may not ever watch this, but who um, condemn them because like, they're providing no value to society. Mm. Probably a little bit. I don't really care. Like, go, go get it. I mean, you're, yeah. you're an Instagram yeah. babe. Oh, Go smash it. Hats you, off to anyone who can do it. Whatever yeah. way. you got to find your own lane in life because yeah. this is it's slowly narrowing to a yeah to a 
five lane highway and there's so many cars on the road. Uh, so and things got, are evolving yeah. constantly. I find it hard to, even myself now just starting, things are evolving so quickly on social oh, yeah, media. Yeah. Things that worked a year ago don't work anymore. You got to stay upbeat with it. But I think yeah. that's what you said before is that if you can find that thing that you love so much or that you really feel like is it's a quality thing you're giving out there and, and whether you feel you hold on to that and you're putting mm. your heart into it and you're being real because real recognize real and people will be, <laughs> get attracted to it. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. You can't keep doing this and you can put a front on for so long, but eventually the mask is going to fall off and people yeah. are going to see you're full of shit totally. and then they're just going to go off you straight away and you're done. Mm -hmm. So if you can be the realest you can be and you put that out there and you just keep doing you and keep doing it and keep yeah. creating content, people are going to come. They're just going to be naturally attracted to what you're doing. Absolutely. And it's going to create and, and just going to have something from it. But having those tools as well to understand how to market that properly and let the dominoes fall once you do eventually go viral or whatever <laughs> happens to you, you know, that yeah. really gets you noticed or what have you, with whatever you're trying to do. You need to be smart about and research about what, how I'm going to play this off next. Yep. Like what's going to be the next domino to fall? Because as soon as I'm up there in the spotlight, I've only got a limited 15 seconds of fame or what have you, you know, for it to actually capitalize on that and and really turn it into your full-time job where you can yes. make something out of this and you can be creating content and people getting something from it, also helping people, which is a beautiful thing, but you can help yourself as well and, yeah. and really create something for yourself and create a life and, and a business model and things like that that can play off and, and have you sitting pretty for the rest of your life so you don't oh. have to go back to that nine-to-five job that you don't want to be at. Absolutely. There are people who have turned what they love from zero to six figures in a year easily. Mm. I, I know a few people who do what they love. They've created content, created a, a ton of content, let me just say, over years. Yeah. So that's them putting in the hard work and them showing up every day, right? So that wasn't just handed to them. And they've got products online and they've got a huge following now, but very loyal following. And and they're doing uh, tremendously well, let's yeah. just say. I mean, yeah. far and beyond what really you could ever dream of making as a under a salary yep. sort of thing. It's and it's their lifestyle. But I want to break a sort of a, a fantasy that once you do what you love and all that, it's gonna be so easy, breezy. You'll probably still you'll probably work longer hours than you're doing now mm. in your in your nine to five, just that you'll be more motivated to do it. It's it's not that when the when the you know you flick the switch and you've got these followers and they're they're buying off you and they they love you and they you know enjoy your content that you're not going to have to sit down and work 10, 12 hours a day. You still got to do the work, you yeah. know, all that, all that goes. You do got to maintain work. it. Do the work. And the work will it's work. That, it's that hard work. And it. You put it in and it will pay off. Eventually it will. You'll get, you'll get knockbacks yeah, every now sure. and then. And that's what you learn from where you did something wrong mm -hmm. and what you can do better next time. Pick yourself back up. Yeah. Dust it off and just go again. Yep. Just keep working hard. Absolutely. Just go at what you're doing. Absolutely. I love what you're doing, Pete. Thanks, man. That's awesome, man. I'm going to get stuck into the material. I hope you guys do at home as well. Everyone that's listening, watching the podcast. Cheers, man. Once again, where can they get everything from on your website? Yeah, from the website, peterpolly.com slash perfectpartner or at realpeterpolly is my Facebook and Instagram handle. Yep. I'd recommend starting there because you can absorb some free content, get a link to my ebook, read the ebook, go from there. Yep. You know, no hard sells, no false time is that you know this deal's going to end in 20 minutes it's not yeah. that bullshit yeah. it's just content and a product and if it resonates 
go for it. If you want more information, just contact me directly on Instagram or Facebook. I'd be happy to answer anybody's questions. It's awesome. Yeah. Love what you're doing, brother. Thanks. Man. Keep making it, helping people. I it's will. awesome. You too, man. Keep going with this. I love this podcast. Oh, I love awesome, the content. Man. I think the things you're going to do with this are amazing and the guests are going to provide incredible value to your listeners. And I just hope people are happy to digest the longer form content because yeah, yeah. that's a tough, that's a tough obstacle. Some people it, just it want is. the quick it stuff. You know? People have a quick attention span these days, but yeah. if you create quality, you know, material, you know, people will get onto it eventually. It took me a while to get onto podcasts, but once I was, I was deep. And that's what going deep but damn good. And that's what we've just done. There we go. Good here, brother. Oh man, thanks so good much. Good to have you here, man. Come back. We'll talk again. I'd love to. Awesome. All right. Woo! We did it. And that's the end. Another podcast in the can. Thanks a lot, everyone, for listening and supporting the podcast. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram, going deep with Dan Good or my personal account, Dan Triple underscore good. And also follow us on YouTube. That would mean a lot. Uh, There's a lot of platforms that we have this on, iTunes, Spotify. A follow means the world, especially if you can share it with your own friends and everything that you've got from the podcast and maybe they can get something from it too. Thank you, everyone.